I would strongly recommend you become a journaler. Do it on your own time. You may say, Sue, I'm a terrible writer. Doesn't matter. Do bullets. And each day you talk about your gratitude. What are you thankful for? Your grit. What did you work hard at? And your grace. Grace means unmerited acceptance. I want you to give grace to yourself. You may not have gone three for three. I want you to give grace to yourself that you may not have gotten an A in the chemistry. So you still have high standards, unmerited acceptance. But the key word is acceptance. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive. And I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like. And you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here. So whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey there, welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. This is an entirely exciting episode for me to give you. Um, Earlier this year, my virtual Hitting Academy members had the absolute honor of their parents meeting and getting to know and learning from the legendary Sue Enquist. Now, if you don't know Sue, you need to because our sport would not even be anywhere close to where it is now without her legendary playing career and especially coaching career. When you can say, like Sue can, that her role model and her friend was John Wooden, you'd want to learn from her too, right? As a player and coach, she won 11 national titles at UCLA. She coached for 27 years. That's pretty impressive. Now she's a grad school instructor and she teaches transformative leadership and coaching. She's a team consultant. One of those teams is USA Volleyball, who won a gold medal at the recent Olympics. And she's even created this incredibly cool tool, which she'll talk about in the episode, called One Softball. And if you go to onesoftball.com, you can find over a thousand two minute videos on what parents need to know about helping their athletes find success. Today's episode is special because it is a recording, like I said, from the Virtual Hitting Academy earlier this year. And the three things that she hoped that parents would take away from the over hour long talk she gave to them was more information and perspective, a peace of mind, which she said was one of the hardest things that she was going to try to portray, but I think she does here. And also just inspiration, inspiration and hope for parents who are doing the best that they can and are showing up to things like this virtual session for my Hitting Academy members 
and now this podcast. So get ready, buckle up. This is a pretty inspirational episode. She's going to be sharing five valuable pillars or truths to help your athlete find success inside and outside of the white lines, which is my mission for calling this podcast when the cleats come off. What are you doing outside the lines to make yourself better? Now, these are three of five. Um, she gave five of them. Um, this is a not an hour-long podcast, but I hope it's an incentive to hopefully want to become a Virtual Hitting Academy member one day so you have access to not only the two more that she shared on this talk, but also future talks that my Academy members and their parents have access to inside of Academy. And every single month we have guest coaches come in and teach from their heart and their passion of growing not only the game itself, but those involved in it. Whether that's physical hitting skills or mental skills, or just gaining that perspective that you're about to get today. So this is going to be amazing. You're going to learn some failure recovery techniques. You're going to learn what college coaches are looking for. You're going to learn how to draw competitive boundaries as parents and players and to help your athlete get the most out of herself. So let's welcome to the show, legendary, some people call her the GOAT, Sue Inquest. Even though I haven't been coaching for a really long time, I've never been closer to the teenager because when I go in and consult, whether it be doing online camps, whether it be consulting with college teams, I'm constantly traversing through anonymous polling the teenager landscape. So when I go and speak to parents, I may not be speaking for your daughter, but I speak for her generation. And because we have picked a sport that does a horrible job of putting the parents on a path of objective, vetted information. There is no objective manual for sport parents in softball in how to be the best you're capable of being for your daughter as she traverses this competitive landscape with the hopes of eventually competing in college. So the first thing I want to say is I, as somebody that's been in the sport, I failed you and we should have a vetted and verified manual for you. And so what can we do in this little minute? What we can do in this little minute is I'm going to share with you the most valuable, popular, concerning information from the daughters that have traversed the path to college and now look back at their youth experience with the interaction with their parents. So my goal is to be a truth teller, to keep those student athletes anonymity in check, but to tell the truth about the pressure that the student athlete feels today. And so I found that they go into five pillars these areas, they fall in five pillars. And so I'm going to start with just asking a question 
and then being able to share, hopefully, how it can become relevant to you. And why, if it's something that you haven't focused on, maybe explain why you haven't been able to do that. Because I believe the responsibility of a sport is to have a parent jump in and get on a ride and feel emotionally safe and intellectually guided. And I don't think we do either. And so once again, I apologize for that. So let me go through the five key questions, the five key pillars that I have found that are timeless, whether it was apparent in 1980 when I was coaching, 1990, 2000, 2015, I was with a group of parents a week ago. They had just, they were parents that had student athletes that were highly successful in division one, two, three, NAIA and community college. And it was applicable there. The language, the vernacular between the student athlete and their parents was still consistent. Number one, parents and their daughters that truly have relationships around sustained improvement, that the parents aren't focusing on the batting average, not focusing on how many coaches were in the stands watching, that aren't focusing as much on the results, but they're really focusing on this these micro behaviors that student athletes have to possess at a young age. So the parents out there that may have a seventh grader, you may say, well, she doesn't really need to know those yet. Actually, she does because many of these skills that you need to learn. And I'm going to talk about the skills that you need to learn around sustained improvement that a college coach values when you get to college. Because I, in my retirement, one of my givebacks is I wanted to close the information gap of information. So I created a company called One Softball, O-N-E softball.com. You're not going to find any Thing for sale in there. You're not going to find any paywalls. You're not going to find any advertisement. I funded the whole thing. There's 1,100 two-minute videos. And people say, well, why did you do that? I said, I traversed the country for three years and asked parents and student athletes questions. What do you want to know from the college community? And then I synthesized those down into over a thousand questions and I had our most trusted people answer those questions. And so you can go to onesoftball.com and just type in keyword search and those videos will come up around failure, path to college, being a good sport parent, dads and daughters. But this idea of sustained improvement is one where the parents aren't fixated, especially in front of their daughter around scholarship, around all tournament trophies, around getting the recognition, but they're fixated on work ethic and attitude. And so how are we manifesting these conversations around effort and attitude? How are we getting our daughters to articulate, to talk about what good effort looks like? 
So when you go into an office with a college coach, they may sit you down and say, oh, hey, Susie, I got your letter that says you're a really hard worker. Can you tell me what that looks like and how it looks different than everybody else in your age group? And you're either ready for that question with examples or you are a deer in headlights and you do the very popular turn and you look at your parents. And so starting right now today, I'm going to ask you to start your effort and attitude journal. If you're not a journaler yet, I would strongly recommend you become a journaler. Do it on your own time. You may say, Sue, I'm a terrible writer. Doesn't matter. Do bullets. And each day you talk about your gratitude. What are you thankful for? Your grit. What did you work hard at? And your grace. Grace means unmerited acceptance. I want you to give grace to yourself. You may not have gone three for three. I want you to give grace to yourself that you may not have gotten an A in the chemistry. So you still have high standards, unmerited acceptance. But the key word is acceptance. Because if I can teach you to have grit, grace, and gratitude, Every single day when you're talking about effort and attitude, you're going to have a ton of things to talk about when you're in front of your coach. Coaches today, I'm with college coaches every day of every week. College coaches are looking for families that are obsessed with improvement, but they balance it with joy. So we're going to always work about the standards. That's the performance stuff, the effort and the attitude. But the parents have that ability to lace through it joy in the fun zone. So what we want you to know, one, the number one pillar as a family, what are we doing to celebrate improvement? Not winning tournaments, not going four for four, but what are you going to do as a daughter in the dugout? What are you going to do hustling from position to position so you can demonstrate Your work ethic, you can demonstrate your attitude that is one that is positive because you picked a game, a sport, where we all fail. And I'll talk about that because failure is another one of the pillars. The second thing I want to talk about is what I call competitive greatness. Competitive greatness is the top of the pyramid of success of John Wooden's, his demonstration and his model of how you become the best version of yourself was through his pyramid of success. Because we must teach you as parents of sport children and young daughters, we want to teach the adults to be fixated on personal success before you worry about the team's success. Because I have to be full in my own heart, in my personal success, before I can serve a team. And parents are the important pillars. They are the ends of that daughter to teach her all about performance, my effort and my attitude, but also about relationships. How I learn to get along with one another, how I learn to be a good servant leader. I've got to help my teammates, even if I put myself second when I am in with my team. But when I'm home, I've got to work on my own personal success. I've got to fill my own, at UCLA, we used to call it our our emotional well. We, as students and families, are in charge of pouring into our student-athlete so they come to the ballpark 
emotionally full so they can manage I'm not starting. They can manage I dropped in the lineup. They can manage I gave up a home run. They can manage I'm playing second base instead of shortstop. They can't manage those things if their emotional well isn't full. Competitive greatness is defending the values that your family stand by. I ask you right now, if I pulled your daughter aside and I say, what are your family values? They may say, well, what do you mean? Well, what does your family stand by? What does your family keep score on? What does your family hold you accountable for? And most of you will be able to come up with a series of character skills. Here's my small attempt on singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is around the holidays if you are listening to this in December. But this also means that virtual hitting academy doors are about to open again. And I have to talk about it now because I'm just so dang excited. If you don't know what virtual hitting academy is, let me give you a brief rundown. You can get more of this on my website. But essentially, it is a one-stop shop if you want to become an elite hitter. You can learn in live trainings every single week how to enhance your swing and your mental game. You also have access to live monthly coaching from guest speakers. We've had guest speakers like Monica Abbott, Aubrey Monroe, Hannah Huseman, who's working in the MLB right now with mental game. Sue Inquist has talked to our parents. This is my pride and joy. It is something that I developed during COVID. Actually, I developed it before COVID, but we've really enhanced it during COVID because we realized what do athletes need? Athletes need to have the tools at their fingertips. And these are all of them. If you want to become a great hitter, we talk about mental game. We talk about hitting and how to become more confident. You even get access to my 14 day confidence course simply just by being a member of VHA. Now, doors don't open again until January 1st, but if you want access to some freebies, behind-the-scenes action, some even discounts, and early access to be able to become a member, there is no obligation to just join my waitlist. So you can head to www.ashleybtraining.com slash waitlist or head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist and get a hold of some of these freebies starting as early as next week. I'm so excited to see who wants to become a member of VHA, and I would hate for you to miss an opportunity to enhance your physical and mental game this first half of the year, because this is a crucial time of the year where you are preparing for your spring seasons and you need to be on your A game. So head to www.ashleybtraining.com slash waitlist to be able to be on the waitlist and get access to this before anybody else does. And again, there's no obligation to be on the waitlist. I cannot wait to see who's ready to take their game to the next level this January. All right, let's head back to the episode. So competitive, the second pillar, I want you as a student athlete and parents to be able to have more clarity around what are your family values? Because when you get to college, you're going to be with people that don't have values. You're going to be with people outside of an athletics department that don't have values. They don't have anything that keeps them 
focused on being a good person and being a good performer. Because to be the best version of yourself, you have to perform well and you have to be a good teammate. Doesn't matter if it's in work, school, or ball. You got to learn how to be a good teammate. So what are your family competitive character skills? So maybe that's a little homework. So homework number one, let's start a journal around effort and attitude. Number two, as a family, let's sit down and have a conversation where the daughter does the talking and the parents simply say, what are the things that you believe we value in this family? Now, daughters may be going, I don't know, I don't have no idea. To the daughters out there, here's the quick, here's the quick fix. What do your parents complain about? What do your parents complain about? What are they always telling you to do? Those usually represent values in your family. Maybe they're saying, Dana, we told you to meet at four o'clock and it's 4.01. That's, if you've heard that all your life, that means your family, your parents are saying time management is important. Caring for others' time is important. Anytime you go late somewhere, you've held up a minute of somebody else. Even as Ashley talked about apologizing that we came on a minute late. So we owe you a minute. And that's how we look at life is time is something people give to each other and always to be sensitive to that. So number two, your competitive character, what does your family believe in and stand by? And then tell me what it looks like. What does it look like? And what doesn't it look like? Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach character skills that become you when you go to college so you can go out there and be the best version of yourself, whether you're on a good dorm floor, whether you're in a good apartment, whether you're on a team where there's a lot of values on the team or not. You see, high performers can be great anywhere. My parents taught me, my my our core values as an Enquist was that good talent is flexible. Meaning you can go play for anybody, Susie. I don't care if he's yelling at you. I don't care if he's loving you up. We had male coaches all throughout my lifetime. Good talent's flexible. If you have your effort, you have your, your attitude, and you have your failure recovery. My father said you can go ahead and master anything with effort, attitude, and failure recovery. I'm a daughter of a military father, a two-time Purple Heart, so you can picture the rigor in the Enquist house. But I'm also the daughter of a nurse. And my mother taught me never to judge shoes that you don't walk in. Don't ever judge shoes you don't walk in. And to remain curious in every room you walk in. Because you will meet people that didn't have the resources, didn't have access to excellence like you did, Sue. And it'll be your job to turn and pull them up and in. Because that's what great people do, my mom used to say. Those that don't have or weren't given what you were given, it's your job to turn, pull up, and pull in. So I learned about the rigor, the rigidity of excellence. My father never told me I needed to hit 400, never told me I needed to get that first scholarship. 
But man, did he give it to me in the car ride home if I had a crappy attitude or if I didn't hustle after I hit that top spin ground ball out back to the pitcher. He says you're going to master failure recovery because few people know how to own a mistake and move on. So you're going to learn mastery of failure recovery, which means my bad, two outs. And that stayed with me my whole life. And when I became a coach, that was station number five at UCLA. You're going to fail at this drill 95% of the time. And you're going to learn two pats to the chest, give the outs, point the finger, and move to the next play. So this idea of failure recovery, you're going to fail and recover faster than anybody else. My father told me, I'm only going to watch one thing. You better be first up after failure. And so that's something that we'll talk about when I get to the failure recovery pillar. So this all lies in that competitive greatness. Do we as a family have a set of values that we are teaching our children and we have to model those? So if we are saying you have to have a good attitude and you have to work hard to your daughter, then you have to demonstrate that. So when it comes to in the stands and you're yelling at the umpire or you're yelling at your daughter, you know, get in your power position. You know what she's saying? Shut your pie hole. More times than not, that's what they're saying. Now, maybe, of course, not these families because these families are investing in themselves. But I, I literally, I did a nationwide questionnaire to women and girls 12 to 18 years old. So I tried to tackle junior high all the way to freshmen in college. And guess what the number one most difficult, devastating, and annoying thing that happened to them? was the noise coming from the parents during the game. So I want you to put that in your back pocket. And I know some of you are going to say, oh, I'm going to ask my daughter when we get done talking to Sue. Don't ask your daughter because she's not going to say, oh, yeah, dad, you know, Sue outed me. Yeah, it really is annoying. I'm going to just challenge you to have a quiet game each week and l- let them hear each other's voices. Let them hear each other's voices and give the game back to them. Because once they own the game, they become very, very uh, efficient around their emotional recovery. The second thing I learned from this national questionnaire is the game isn't fun for them because there's too many people over coaching, over educating, over getting in their own business. And so any of you dads or moms that are coaches, let them have 30 minutes of practice and let them run practice. Let's try to make the game smaller and make our players bigger in the game. And we can't do that if we don't have great competitive character skills around our family every single day. I call it the drip, drip, drip method. I never had a list of rules from my father and my mother. I just got it drip, drip, drip over those 18 years before I left to go to college. The third pillar. The third pillar is being able to be organized as a family. If we're saying family is important, are we really taking family time on that softball trip? Did we, did we organize in a day where we get to be goofballs? 
where we get to goof off. No, we're not going to put the glove out there. We're not going to hit fungos. Where are we putting in our organized time to be goofballs? So we always need to be able to have family goofball time to remind all of us in the family. No one play, no one game, no one season defines us as a family. That we will love and cherish our student athlete daughters forever. And what she does on a ball field will never be more important than who she is as a human being. And we must drip, 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 drip that every single day. So stay organized on your priorities, family and faith. If you um, elect to have your faith, then get into your friends and your sports. And right behind family and faith is your academics. But I know it's summer, so you know maybe you don't have to deal with academics or maybe you're in summer school. But academics will always come after family and faith. So stay organized around what's important as a family. And you must drip, drip, drip that for years so she knows I'm going to go in there and just go for it. My parents have my back. They love me regardless. But if parents, you're talking about scholarships. Oh, Susie got a scholarship. Did you hear so-and-so's going to Indiana University? Oh, have you heard the latest? The catcher from blah, 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 blah. All that does is weigh on your daughter that she hasn't gotten an offer yet. So be sensitive to your language, especially to and from the ballpark. Have what we call, we call them, on when I was coaching at UCLA, you can, back in the day, we drove vans. And you can imagine when we portioned off the team into the vans, the people that were in my van were like, oh, brother, we're in the head coach's van. What a nightmare. And we had a, we had a gal, her name was Amanda Simpson. She graduated, became an attorney. She says, coach, we have a rule in the van that we're going to make a, what we call a competitive boundary. I said, okay, tell me about this competitive boundary. When we're done competing, we come in the van. We just want to be who we are. We don't want to be your players. And we want you to just be the van driver. <laughs> I said, okay. I, I love that idea that when we get in the van, I'm just the van driver. Now, little did I know they were making fun of me, parents, because for short, they were calling me VD. You know VD. I was like, no, I'd rather be called van driver, not VD. The older parents may know that, but and I love that idea of competitive boundaries. So maybe as parents, we draw competitive boundaries and we remain silent unless our daughter wants to talk about the third inning when the count was two and two and why she looked at that fatty that went down the middle. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe she does. But be good listeners first. I encourage sport parents to ask questions when the daughter is interested in talking about the game. But if not, enjoy the silence. Let her put her music in and chill. Maybe you've gotten those lessons, but I'm here just to remind you as a sport parent, those are wonderful lessons to remember. 
to remind her every day those valuable words of I love to watch you play. Those build her self-confidence. And I'm not big on self-confidence. I coached 15 Olympians. We won 11 national titles. Confidence is elusive. Confidence is something you talk about after in the media tent when you're talking to the media. All I want you to strive for, student athletes, all I want you to strive for is, am I ready? And if you can remember no one moment is bigger than your body of work, think about all the extra work you're doing with Ashley and all those extra swings and those extra ground balls. Those go into your performance inventory. And you take that performance in inventory into that moment. The wonderful thing about the game is the game is simple. The game is fundamental. You got topspin ground balls, you've got backspin ground balls, and you got miss hits. That's defense. You've got to get that ball and throw a strike to a target between the four corners, shoulders and hip bones. Got it. Pitchers, you've got to hit that 17-inch freeway to the catcher. Got it. When I run the bases, I'm going 60 feet and I'm turning left. Got it. The game has not changed. Since the day I played, you master the fundamentals and the world is coming after you. So make sure you have that ability to stay organized around what's important and when you're going to do it and what you're actually going to be doing. Stay organized. And as parents, we've got to allow that time for goofball time as a family. No one moment is bigger than your body of work. What do you think? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm honored that you spent the time with me and Sue and all these other amazing parents that were listening to this live. Like I mentioned before, you have access to incredible opportunities like this inside of Virtual Hitting Academy. I want this to be an experience that not only players can gain confidence and learn a ton about themselves from, but also parents being able to see their kids shine their light and become as great as they want to be and have them support them along the way. So if you want to become a member of Virtual Hitting Academy, or you're even just thinking about it, come join my wait list and you'll be the first to access when doors open January 1st, or just, you know, hang out for some freebies that I'm going to give you in the coming weeks. How to get there, go to www.ashleybtraining.com slash waitlist or head to the show notes and you can find that link to take you there. And there's no obligation to join the waitlist. And I would love to see who we're going to gain on our roster in the 2023, it's crazy to say, year. And now's the time. Now's the time to zone in and really take your game to the next level and Virtual Hitting Academy can help you do that. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, keep smiling, and keep working towards those massive goals of yours. They are right around the corner. All right. We'll see you next week.